0: Suffering seems to break down the Bible's logic. The Bible's logic goes something like this God can do anything for us. In fact, God is a God who is committed to doing everything for us. Therefore, we should expect nothing less in life than what is good for us. But then comes our sins, our pain, and our struggles then this logic seems to break down. If God really is for us, then why is he allowing suffering in our life? And so we get to that section of the Lord's Prayer, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What do we mean by that? God has revealed his will to us in his word. God tells us how we are to live our lives. A brief summary of his will is found in the Ten Commandments. In the Ten Commandments, God tells us what we are to do and what we are not to do. He tells us what kind of attitude we are to have, an attitude concerning himself, and an attitude concerning our neighbor. The Bible also promises us eternal life if we keep his commandments perfectly. Perfect obedience is something we are not capable of doing. Ever since the fall into sin, mankind cannot offer God perfect obedience. Sin has destroyed mankind's perfect will, with which God created them with. Everything that we do is imperfect because it is tainted with sin. God who is perfect, a God who is holy, cannot tolerate sin in any degree. He pronounces his sentence of death, his sentence of hell, upon all who sin. In his love for sinful mankind, God has revealed his good and gracious will. As Ezekiel writes, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Paul writes in First Timothy, God our Savior wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. It is God's will that all mankind be saved. Since the human race cannot save themselves, God has provided salvation for mankind. In his love for mankind, God sent his Son, who by his perfect obedience and by his suffering death and resurrection has obtained salvation for everyone. Now God says that all who believe in his Son shall have eternal life. Since man cannot come to faith in Jesus by himself, It is God who sends his Holy Spirit to create faith in man's heart and to strengthen that faith. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians, It is God's will that you should be holy. And Peter writes in 1 Peter 2, It is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. In his word, God has also revealed to us that we, his children, are to live a holy life. Our Heavenly Father would have us remember that we are His children and that our actions and our words will either bring glory to God or shame to Him. To guide us in living a holy life, God has given us His Ten Commandments. While the commandments cannot save us, they are a guide. They are a rule for us who are already saved. When we strive to live our life according to God's commandments, we are doing His will. While our Heavenly Father has told us what his will for us in general is, he has not revealed to us what he wills to accomplish by the various experiences that enter into our lives. For example, he has not told us what he wills to accomplish by placing a loved one on a bed of pain or sickness. He has not told us what he wills to accomplish by bringing sorrow and death into our lives. He has not told us what he wills to accomplish by allowing some evil, some misfortune, to come into our lives. But he has told us that whatever he wills is always for our good. Paul writes in Romans, We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Our Heavenly Father also reminds us that his thoughts are not our thoughts, and neither are his ways our ways. Having looked at our Heavenly Father's will we turn our attention to the doing of his will. In the Lord's Prayer, we pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's break that down. In heaven, God's will is always carried out. The angels always carry out God's will. They delight in doing whatever God tells them. So, in this Petition. In this part of the Lord's Prayer, we are asking our Heavenly Father to help us carry out his will here on earth in the same way that the angels in heaven carry out his will. There are those, however, who are trying their best to hinder God from doing his will. The leader of those who seek to hinder God's will from being done is Satan. Satan is opposed to God's will. While God seeks the salvation of all mankind, Satan seeks the ruin of all mankind. While God does all things for the good of the human race, Satan does things for the destruction of the human race. Satan and his evil angels are constantly at work trying to undermine the good that God wants to accomplish here on earth. He continues to attack us and our faith in the goodness of God. Satan wants us to doubt the grace and goodness of God. Satan's ally is the world. The world, with all of its alluring pleasures and dazzling vanities, seeks to lead us away from God and from doing His will. The world would have us believe that what it has to offer, like money, entertainment, pleasure, honor, power, prestige, is what is really important. In order to enjoy all these things, the world just asks that we deny our faith in our Heavenly Father and disobey His will. Another one of Satan's trusty allies is ourselves. That is, our sinful flesh. Our sinful flesh is perhaps the greatest hindrance in our doing of our Father's will. It's always with us, always tried to hinder us from doing the will of God. It seems to be on our side but yet it's giving us a never-ending list of reasons why we should not do the will of our Heavenly Father. Since there is such great opposition to the will of God from these allies, we might ask, how is God's will to be done if there is such great opposition to it? If it's so hard to do it, how is it able to be done? Well, God's will is done when God breaks and defeats every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world and our sinful flesh, which try to prevent us from keeping God's name holy and letting his kingdom come. God's will is done when he strengthens and keeps us firm in his word and in the faith as long as we live. This is his good and gracious will. So, when we pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are asking our Heavenly Father to give us strength to resist the many temptations of Satan, the world, and ourselves. Without God's help, we are completely powerless against the temptations of Satan, the world, and our sinful flesh. So we ask that our Father would strengthen our faith. Praying for such strength also includes a willingness to use the means God has given us to strengthen our faith. The means that God has given us is his word. His word is the only weapon that overpowers Satan and his trusty allies. Satan is no match for the Christian who is well armed with the word of God. Even Jesus, when he was tempted by the devil, three times he was tempted there, And each time he used the word of God, and each time Jesus won. The more we are in God's word, the more we will be able to see the will of God. When we pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we are also pledging ourselves to do his will, and to suffer whatever our Heavenly Father may have in store for us. We are promising that we will live our life according to his commandments, according to his will as given to us in his word. We are promising that we will submit our will to his. This is important even when it seems like the Bible's logic or God's logic breaks down. We hear those words that he is always for us, and he is always doing everything for us and for our good, and then something very bad happens to us. One final note, as a soaking rain reveals the damages places in the roof which need fixing, perhaps suffering and affliction reveal to us our weaknesses, our need for our Savior. Martin Luther College Choir will now sing Who Shall Separate Us from the Love of God. Thank you for listening to Casting Nets. Our next program on Casting Nets talks about our daily bread. Very pertinent uh, petition of the Lord's Prayer, especially with the rising cost of fuel or the rising cost of food or rising cost of materials. This prayer, give us this daily bread. What are we to think about? When it comes to this petition, we'll talk about that next week. Our question is, why doesn't God send manna from heaven every day? It was a good thing in the wilderness, wasn't it? And they got free bread every day, except on the Sabbath day. And they had water. God had water coming out from a rock. Why doesn't God keep a good thing going? We'll talk about that next week on Casting Nets. Until then, your real life a life that ha- might have a lot of struggles, a, light- a life that may have a lot of uh, hard questions and hard prayers to pray, may you focus on Jesus Christ, who also prayed, Thy will be done for you, and who also makes sure that God activity in your life is always for your eternal good. Until next time, live your real life and your living faith in Christ.